My boy Bergeron. Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn doing what they do best. I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. Point to Kujan. I'm here to pick a fight with second place. That is a slash. They couldn't have crushed a grape. And you can spare me. It's not whether you win or lose or how you play the game bullshit. I guarantee you whoever said that lost the game. David Pasternak from David Krejci. And the Bruins win it in Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. Joining us again is Jimmy Shea and Justin Ventola. Guys, how are we doing tonight? What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? Uh, we're joining you just a couple hours after the Bruins pulled off the 2-1 to one win on against the Carolina Hurricanes to advance to the second round of the playoffs, uh, quarterfinals, I suppose. Uh, it was a pretty decent game. I thought Carolina played well. You know, they didn't want to go home. But first, I think this that, that big news that we never really touched base on uh, because it happened after the last time I spoke to all of you was Tuka Rask opting, opting out of the bubble. It was about 10 o'clock on Saturday when the Bruins released, uh, had a press release from Tuka stating that he would rather be with his teammates, but uh, his family was more important right now. Don Sweeney held a press conference saying they backed him up. The whole teammates after the game seemed to say they were backing him up. Dale Arnold had reported on Nesson on Saturday that it was a family emergency. And Greg Hill on WEI today revealed that he had a conversation saying it was a family emergency for one of his daughters. Um, so I, I can't bash the guy. I was definitely at first like, what the hell is going on after the comments that he made about it not feeling like playoff hockey. Tyler, let's start with you. What do you think about it? I understand why he did it, but if we didn't have a good goaltender like Halak, I would have been so mad about what Rest did. I would have been so mad at him, but I'm not mad at what happened. I completely understand. I think family always comes first, always family for the sport. I just wish he did it like just before the playoffs started. Yeah, I understand that. And, uh, you know, Jimmy, go to you. You had said something to that extent. Jimmy. There we go. There we go, right? All right. It's Jimmy's first day, folks. I know, right? My computer keeps messing up. Um, (laughs) So along with Tyler just said, I'm going to do two different uh, areas here. First of all, you know how I feel about Tuca. I'm not – it's not really a big loss. I think Halak is pretty much what Tuca is. If Tuca's not bought in, I think Halak is pretty similar to what Tuca can be. In saying that, from what it sounds like from everybody I've talked to as well, um, that it, this is not a new thing that his daughters have kind of been that um, that area where they've kind of been uh, pre-exposed or not pre-exposed, but exposed. Exactly, their their uh, their chances of getting COVID are quite high, and that we're assuming it's COVID-related. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. Um, so either a wait to the end of the round because you should beat them in five games, five or six games, like they did, or don't go to the bubble at all. That, that's my thing. He didn't seem bought in from day one. He was saying that he feels dull. Uh, he didn't really show up in the exhibition games to me. He didn't seem bought in. So I actually don't even think it was his, his idea. I think Don Sweeney sent him home 
because he just wasn't bought in after those comments. So I think that, I mean, I'm upset that the way it happened, the fact you couldn't finish a series, and again, you tap out, tap out Tuga, does it again. But I can't be that upset because I think we're better off with Halak overall. Justin, I'm going to go to you, but first, Jimmy, did you say that you thought Halak was pretty much the same as Tuga, but he's better? No. If I, Tuka, I, thought, I thought I'm gonna when I edit this, I'm gonna go back and listen to that because okay. I think that's something that you just said. No, I think you, I think you said that. I agree with Dave. Well, let, 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 me, let me clarify what I <laughs> No, it's good. Tuka, Tuka not bought in is as good as Halak is now. Is what I'm saying. If Tuka's not bought in, he's not. He's not too. Then he though how much better he is is not. He's not better than Halak because Halak is bought in. Now I, I, I definitely both, appreciate that uh, clarification because it makes sense. Right, thank you. I always make sense. You just have to listen Not to always. <laughs> Florida win the Stanley Cup. Doesn't make sense. And Colorado, Colorado's just won. There we go. Look oh up. yeah, they've been killing Arizona. I'm surprised they didn't sweep. I saw that game five I'm nothing. Sorry. Let's not leave Justin out of about two good chat here. Of course. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Now, honestly, like uh, the the whole like. I mean, it probably kind of doesn't know whether to believe it was if there really was an emergency, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but, you know, with that being said, if there was a family emergency, you know, I, I let him off the hook a little bit for that one. But aside from that, you could tell the guy just didn't care. He just wasn't into it this year. Um, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, but you need like like this. They're going to award the Stanley Cup to someone. So, like, you're telling me that, like, you're, like, you're not feeling it because of the fans. Come on. They're like, what the hell's the matter with you? You know what I mean? It's different. Every NHL player knew what they were getting into. They knew what they uh, had to do in order to be here, in order to be in the playoffs. Um, they signed up for it. You had four months off with your family already. Um, so, I, honestly, like, I, I'm pretty sure Don Sweeney, I think, kind of, like, did not come be truthful about it. But I bet you they honestly, the organization honestly said to Tuga after that, like, Tuga, go home, man. All right? Just go home. And, Jimmy, I agree with you. And I think I know, know, know what she was saying is that, I would, I personally take a Halak at 100% than a Tuka Rask at 50%. And mm-hmm. I just think that's what you get, you were going to get from Tuka. Um, so it's, Halak's still sketchy, but yeah, that's my whole thing with the Tuka thing. Do you guys think yeah. he's back next year? Say that again? Do you think he's back next year with the Bruins? Is, is it his last year on the contract? Or oh, is he he two? He'll be traded, is what I'm saying. Do you think he's traded after this year? Yeah, I don't know. It, from just listening, it sounds like the team is actually behind them on this one. It's not, it doesn't sound like um, Patriot speak, so to speak, like here's your script. This is what you say. You say nothing else. And if that makes sense to you guys, but you know, it could, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if he was still under contract going into uh, the Seattle draft, I would see the flurry move right there. Yep. That's, that's what I expect to happen. But could you imagine that Dougie Hamilton is the one that broke to Rask in Boston? <laughs> Speaking of Dougie Hamilton, why is everybody in the Boston area all of a sudden getting blocked by Dougie Hamilton? I mean, I pro- I've probably been blocked by him for years. Cause I was I, I, I watch like a uh, worthless uh, Whalers, you know, Edmonton game, and I just I shit on Dougie Hamilton on Twitter nonstop. So it's not really surprised I'm blocked by him because all I do is just shit on this because he's soft and he has no balls. And so I'm not like when they said, "Hey, is he is he blocked?" I'm like, "Probably." Yep, I'm blocked. I'm also blocked by Tuka Rask. No surprise there. <laughs> you get blocked by Tuga Rask. Hmm. How the hell did that happen? All right. All right. Let's go over today's game, and then we can kind of wrap up and give our thoughts on this, on the uh, the whole series in general, I suppose. 
you know, today started off, I, I thought the Bruins had pretty decent energy in the first period, uh, on chasing the score after the period. Pasternak came back. He he missed, what, uh, two, like, nice, solid breakaway chances. Yeah. You know, about halfway through the first period, the Bruins go down by a goal. That was just a sick shot by Flurry. Uh, I understand why you guys were saying earlier that you really like Flurry. Uh, he's got a nice shot. That that puck had eyes, and there was no way Halak was going to get that. That was actually one of the better goals he's given up in the last couple of games. If you ask me, he's had a couple uh, chowder-head ones. It's hard to get worse than some of the other ones he's given up. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you screw up your own shutout bid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's going to get a little rough for me, if you're asking me. <laughs> I did, I did like what I saw from Studnicka for the first couple of shifts. He got a couple quick shots off to kind of get into the game. He was around the puck. But really after that first, I don't know, six or seven minutes of the first period, Justin, what did you think about uh, Studnicka from what you saw today? Yeah, no, honestly, Dave, I, d- I definitely agree. He started hot. Um, I, I think he got a little colder towards the end of the game, a, a little less noticeable. Um, but still, like, when he is out there, he, he like – you can see why the Bruins like him. You can see why he's uh, one uh, our best prospect in the system right now. Um, the kid has good vision. Um, he has speed. Uh, you saw that on display today when he uh, he hustled down uh, the offensive end a couple times. I think it was in the second period. But he really uh, he's got some wheels. Um, not to mention he's um, had some great setup plays. Um, also some uh, what you really like to see from a young prospect, especially coming into the league, is uh, their defensive work. And I thought he's had some good defensive plays. Um, I, I think now it's just like, you know, finishing, to be perfectly honest with you. And he's played a lot of shots on this with the time he's had. Um, but definitely I think the physicality, uh, even Cassie alluded to it, I think the physicality he's going to get used to because there's a few times where he was like totally flat and then taken out of the game. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, we have been texting back and forth about uh, Sudnicka and, you know, why wasn't he playing up the game before that and, you know, we, I kind of said, you know, I think he needs another game or two myself. But uh, if Pasternak hadn't gone, I definitely would have liked to see him take at least a few shifts up on that first line as opposed to Bjork, who I think is totally just, agree. you know, I, I, I understand why you guys hate the contract signing of him and complain about it. So, um, <laughs> what a great contract. What's that? I said, what a great contract. When I, when I saw that, I was like, why we signed this guy? This guy sucks. And then everybody's like, oh, he's a prospect. Just watch him play. And watch him play, and he still sucks. Yeah, honestly, those three penalties the other night, and he, just, he looked lost up on the first line. He really did. He looked lost next to those two. Do you know who, yeah. you know who he reminds me of back in the day? Brandon Bochensky is who he reminds me of. Bochensky, I don't recognize that name. Uh, he was a pro- – yeah, not really. He was a prostitute? Jimmy. He was a, uh, I know, right? <laughs> He was a prospect that we traded. Uh, he he was like leading the AHL in goals for Chicago. We traded for this guy. And he was supposed to be like great back. This was like early in the Claude Julian, Dave Lewis era. And this guy, oh, Dave Lewis. Oh, you can't. I'm I'm sorry. You can't hold the Dave Lewis years against me. That was well, just I mean, awful. I was the awful. year I should say right. I mean, Brad, I mean, Brad Boys was pretty good that year though. Brad, Brad Boys was all right that year. <laughs> <laughs> then the second period starts and. The, Mastron starts off, he's got a pretty good stick to uh, break up a definite shot. And then Pasternak goes to the box. Halak had a couple good saves. Um, Tyler, their penalty kill has been pretty decent in this series, I thought. Um, what did you see today? 
just a lot, just more improvements from the penalty kill. 0-3 tonight, very good. Um, yeah, I definitely love to see more. There were a couple of close chances that Carolina had. Like, they had a couple of cross-sides passes into the neutral zone. I'd love to see just a little bit more. Of it. And a little bit more of the, the clearing, because those were not really, really that great. I saw Char just hit a little bit of soft ones. Yeah, I bring that up because a couple games ago, too, uh, I, I saw the what I think is more of the old-school Bruins power, penalty kill. Um, they were starting to take the offense to the other end of the ice. You know, you get the march on and Bergeron trying to break out, and then even it was uh, – I think it was Nordstrom in Corrali. Um, It might have been Lindholm at one point, but they yeah. charged in towards the net. Um, yeah, and, you know, despite, like, the Car- the Carolina penalty kill, they were just getting it out there flawlessly. They were just very good in taking that – clearing that puck out when we had the power play. On. You said Carolina's PK was good today? I, I didn't Not today, so. but – Oh, they okay. had clears. I, I mean, like, like clears as a whole. Yeah. They had good clears, but I agree with it. Wasn't yeah, they were, they were getting some better, more timely clears. And one of the, the the power play to start the third period, I believe, they, they really did a good job against Boston. I don't think Boston even had a shot on goal at that point. Um, yeah, one, one of the things that was scaring me about the penalty kill today and really the defense in general was uh, all, all the uh, hacks that was going on. Halak was flopping around a lot, and we were unable to – the Bruins were unable to clear the puck from that real dangerous zone, but it didn't hurt them today. Jimmy, what were you thinking about Halak's uh, performance today, especially on the penalty kill? Today? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, he was all right. I mean, I think it's what you can get out of Halak is nothing – I mean, he's going to have the great games where he's phenomenal – I think this is pretty middle of the road for him. I would like, I like to see him not handle the puck because now I'm terrified every time he touches the puck behind the net because he's just not – I mean, after what happened the other day, I just, I'm terrified of him doing it. He seemed a little Tim Thomas-esque where he's like flopping all over the place. Justin Williams should have scored the equalizer there with the goalie pulled because for some reason Halak left half the net open and Williams went glove side to the blocker side when half the net was open. Don't know what the hell he was doing there. Mr. Game 7 choked in the, in the elimination game. The game um, seven, I love it. Good thing it's only game five. Thank God. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm sticking with what I said um, earlier on the text chain that a bounce here, a bounce there, and you know we could be uh, saying the Bruins lost three one instead of win three one. So I don't think that Halak really stole the series. I don't think he really gave it away. He just was mediocre. Yeah, I think the series was really, really a whole team effort, um, especially rallying behind the goaltending situation um, in game three. Where, was it a two-nothing shutout? Mm-hmm. I think. Two, two or one. three? 2-1. 2-1? All right. No yeah. shutout in this series. Yeah. Sorry. I've been watching a shitload of hockey lately, and it's starting to get a little jumbled in my uh, yeah. he, cobweb uh, brain. One of the three, he gave the puck away in front of the net. Game, yeah. you know, that's the one he was supposed to have the shutout, and he get, screwed shutout. his own shutout. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, what did you guys think of the um, the high hit Takasha by Martin Hook late in the oh, second that, period? Oh, that was that was dirty, dirty all the way. I'm a bit surprised that a player like him would do that. Two Martin minutes of d- d- deserve. Lost a quite bit of respect from him. I think he had the clear intent of blank. Did I freeze? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we don't know what the clear intent was. Yeah, something. He's something coming. 
All right, Tyler, moving on. <laughs> this, this show has just been fucking doomed from the start. I love it. Uh, it's brought to you by... <laughs> Justin, do you think two minutes on the ice was good enough? Uh, any supplemental discipline, or do you think it should have been four? Do you think he should hear from the league office on that one? Oh, man. I mean, like, honestly, it, it was tough because, honestly, Marnook, I, I don't think he's really all that much of a dirty player, so I was like, I kind of surprised by it. Honestly, like, like I do feel like he 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 kind of knew what he was doing there, um, but also you know Costa just um, you know changed direction suddenly, but I so I like honestly me being a Bruins fan I think he deserved um, four minutes for sure, but I just think about it like vice versa and I probably would have been like oh come on that's just a two minute penalty if I was like you know the roles were reversed and it happened to the Bruins so I think it's two minutes it's close though but I've seen worse hits so. Right. I I mean, as a Bruins and he fan, was okay, you know. As, so. a, as a Bruins fan, I wanted the guy thrown out of the game. Obviously, no. But uh, as a realist, I I kind of thought that it might be worth four minutes on the ice and then call it a day. But since it's just two, maybe some maybe a fine of some yeah. sort. I don't know what they can actually find on that. I mean, so for me, I think that he held up a little bit. I I didn't think it was that. I think it was borderline. I would. It's it's a playoffs. Give him a two. I'm okay with the two. I mean, it's a regular season up to four. Probably a four and a ten misconduct. I mean, I don't, it playoffs. Is, it shouldn't be different rules, but it's different rules. They let him play a little more. Two's fine to me. Yeah, to me, it looked like a clear intent of hurting the person. Hey, there it is. I didn't like hey, it. Like, I didn't Tyler's like it at all. Ah, there we go. Here. Oh. <laughs> no, we, we, we lost you for part of it. That's all. It's all good, Tyler. We love you. No, but honestly, I, I, and I hate to put anything on the refs. Believe me, I hate to. I hate to be like, go like, oh my god, like you know what I mean. But like, the refs in this series were very inconsistent. I got to be honest. There were some things that they just like blatantly avoided calling, but then there were like other things. Like goals for they, Carolina. <laughs> 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 yeah, in this series, man. Three, oh, like, god. three goals taken off the board. Yeah. Like, and- wow. All, and all the Twitter all fans just going. Much, all pretty much legit, sucked. too. I, I think maybe there was the, that one that Halak was pulling it back over the line late, covering his glove up that you couldn't have seen. I think that could have gone either way. Yeah, it, it totally could have. Um, so in that in the second period, you have the goal scorers. David Krejci scores his third of the, uh, the playoffs. And at the very end of the period, Patrice uh, Bergeron, with about, what, four seconds left in the period, scores on just a funky little bounce. Let's listen to Jack and uh, Brick talk about those now. And Bruce Cassidy offs to go with Pasenak back in the in the uh, lineup to keep David Krejci up there with that group. And it's Krejci that's going to bury the loose puck. It's the leg of David Pasenak at the top of the blue paint. There's no contact with the goaltender. It's just a battle in front. The puck just comes to Krejci. Almost accidentally just kind of swipes at it and goes in. Empty net. Ten seconds to go in the period. Krejci, Pasternak, the wrist shot, goes wide. Four seconds, and Bergeron makes Morozik pay. Morozik took a nap. Three and a half seconds to go in the second, and the Bruins, ba-boom! Yeah, Justin, give me your thoughts on the Carolina in this series. Well, I, well honestly, and I, honestly, I think that's the biggest weakness of Carolina, is that from the goaltending on out, they're a soft team. They're not. They're not going to try to out physical you, out hit you. You know what I mean? They. But and if like I think it's just a huge thing that comes into play in the playoffs is like physicality and like they're just none of their players seem to be willing to do it. I mean, again, that's why I like Flurry. I think they're holding Flurry back, and I think he's he'd be willing to 
lay some guys out. You can see it. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're just kind of a soft team in general. Yeah, and it surprises me because this team just it seems like a really, really good defensive team like in its core. I feel like this team could do pretty damn good things as a physical team. They have the strength to just knock the puck out of us. You saw it in the series. The Bruins could barely get through that defense. Again, I think you said definitely see that growth from last year. I think they definitely got like um, you know they added some depth there with uh, you know Trocheck and Sveshnikov's gotten even better, and uh, so has Alho and all those guys. Um, I think they definitely gave the Bruins a little bit more trouble this year. Um, but again, I think their biggest falter was that again they're just kind of like a soft, it's kind of a soft team from goaltending on out. Their goaltending shaky. Um, their play, uh, their defensemen aren't really all that physical. I think that's just a system that. Uh, Brenda Moore just plays. Um, but you can see also, too, why um, they give teams trouble uh, defensively because uh, their defensemen are so active. I mean, you see it. Like, they could have three forwards crashing the net, and then you have that one defenseman just coming in and almost to the middle of the circles to, like, take that shot. And that's what gave uh, the Bruins a lot of trouble. It's what gave the Rangers a hell of a, hell of a time. So they're definitely better. Uh, but I see them in a few years being the – a much better team, and if they become more physical. Yeah, just a couple years away. I like Slavin. Uh, Tyler, you had said you liked uh, Flurry very much in this series, which I definitely agree yeah. with. He had a couple of points on us. Tyler, what did you think about Carolina for the series? They're okay. I mean, they can definitely do better. I think if they like get some more good players on their team, they can be a pretty dangerous team in the playoffs. I, we're definitely going to see them again in the future, and I'm pretty excited to have more games with them. Yeah, I like that coach, Brenda Moore. Jimmy, how much money did you lose on this series? Just kidding. You don't have to tell us that. We all know. How much? (laughs) We all know know why you're doing this podcast under a bridge right now. Yeah. (laughs) It's a small room. I'll tell you that much. It's a small room. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, Bruins wrap it up in five. I called six. Justin, the other night you were texting me, you thought it was all over. You thought after their uh, big comeback win in game four that you saw on the bench that it was just over. I'm sorry? We we were talking about some hits. Um, We had mentioned the high hit on uh, Kasha from, was it Martin Hook? What did you think about the uh, hit on Stahl, Jimmy, from uh, McAvoy? I know he's not your favorite player, but I thought that was a hell of a hit. I um, mean, he could have gone harder, I think, right? No. Um, he... <laughs> <laughs> I still knew that was going, Jesus. I mean, I don't know. It's I don't like getting amped up over hits anymore after what happened with Tory Krug last year. They started comparing to the flying oar, and they may end up losing the series. So I'm going to go like, yeah, I mean, kind of a cupcake hit there, and maybe we'll win the cup this year. Um, no, he, 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 he lowered the shoulder as much as I thought that the, uh, the Martinuk deserved two minutes. That one also could have gone either way. It was close. He lowered the shoulder. It was point, uh, the, the point of contact was, was the head. I would not have been surprised to see a penalty there. I mean, I think it was a good, open, nice hit, but I mean. The, I felt that the, the point of contact on that hit was more shoulder and the follow-through carried. But I, guess, I also yeah. put some of that on stall for heading up ice with his head down. And I, I thought it was a clean hit. I thought that was a, a good, old-fashioned I, so, body check. Old-fashioned, yes. The world we live in now is a, we're soft people. So, I mean, I would not, I would not have been uh, surprised to see the old. The old arm go up from the zebra? The old arm go up, yeah. No, Tyler, I what did you think man. about that hit? Do you think that was penalty-worthy or not? 
No, it's, I think it's a simple textbook kick from McAvoy. It was pretty good. Um, that's all I got to say, really. It was a really good hit, and I really liked seeing it. And now, it definitely has anybody's it, opinion on McAvoy? Uh, I'm sorry, Tyler. Go for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it definitely sparked the team for the Bruins when we saw that hit. I agree. I know that we were all a little down on McAvoy a couple games ago. Anybody changed their opinion over the last two or three games? Nope. Yes. Not yes, really. One thousand percent. I, I, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm being an optimist here, but I'm, I'm trying to do my best to be a realist. I love what I see from the kid. I notice him when he's on the ice. Yes, he's, yes, he makes some dumb, dumb plays. He definitely does. Tonight, I saw some, a few soft plays and uh, lazy plays where he just tried to go off the boards, and instead he just went straight to a Carolina guy. I was like, you could have made a better break out there. Uh, but I think he's still coming into his own, and honestly, he's playing big minutes. Um, I do think he carries some extra load playing with Char. I'm not putting it all on Char. I'm not one of those guys, believe me. Uh, but Char definitely doesn't help all that much. Um, and I think that hit on Stahl was just awesome. I mean, old school. I want more of that. I can't believe people want to move away from that. Like, holy smoke, Stahl just got rocked. And it was gorgeous. Yeah, and if he, if he has his oh, head up, was... then maybe he's not on, you know – yeah, rule one one. When you're flying through the neutral zone, keep your head up. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna get wasted otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Picking picking the puck up off the boards. You gotta you gotta have your head up because someone's coming for you. Give me some traumatic memories. <laughs> and his name is Chucky Too Late. <laughs> Every time I see him wear that jersey, he dishonors my, the great Michael Ryder. Like I I this guy Michael Ryder. Yes, the great Michael Ryder. Great Michael Ryder, who saved a goal with his bare hand against the Canadiens, or else we wouldn't win a cup in 2011. So, yes, the great Michael Ryder. Retire his number now. Chucky, get out of town. I'll drive, I will drive you to Toronto because that's what yes. you You soft <laughs> bit. That's I, I, bring, I bring up Ch- Chucky McAvoy because I, I feel like uh, the last couple of games I, I've seen what I would like to see out of him pretty much as advertised from what – you were hearing about him and what everybody was talking about you wanted to see from McAvoy. Yeah, he's not scoring. He definitely helped in on uh, – he had a few assists in – a couple of assists in the series anyway. Not really putting the puck in the net, but that's all right. He was, around, he was around. He was creating offense. He was pinching at good times. I mean, he did – he was pinching on one of the goals two games ago where I think it was Grizzly who just got caught in the center of the ice and – Aho sent a nice pass over to, I don't think it was Spechnikov, because I think he was a Teravainen, I believe. Ooh, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about, yep. Yeah, so he was pinching on that one, but the Bruins were down one, and they were trying to start something. So I, I can see the pinch. I don't, I don't think it was completely reckless. I think that Grizzly kind of got caught off to the side. So going off what you just said, Grizzly had a horrible series, in my opinion. Normally, I'm I'm a Grizzly is much better than McAvoy because I think he is a better defenseman than McAvoy is, and I think he provides about what McAvoy provides offensively. But he had a horrible series, <laughs> horrible, non-existent. And when you did notice him, he was on the ice for a goal, pretty much. My opinion. I think the most common thing about Grizzly not playing good this series was him missing the damn net the entire time. Every time I saw him, he misses the net. You can't so, say that's all I mean, by design. How many, speaking of missing the net, how many times have you guys seen, like, the Bruins had a wide open chance and they just whipped. David Krejci, I think, has done that twice. He had a wide open net. Krug had, had a wide open net. Missed the net. Uh, Jake DeBras, that one in the early in the series. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. several. 
I'm glad you brought up DeBrus because he was the catalyst in that two nothing uh, comeback uh, in Game Four. Uh, I loved his I loved his hustle on that one. You know, you saw it was uh, Reimer come darting out out of his crease, going for that puck, and Jake pulled it a little bit to the left and fired it into the net, jumping up and over him. Jimmy, what were your thoughts on DeBrusque's game four? Um, it finally looks like he's over the concussion from last year from Nazem Kadri. I mean, he, he, he looked good. He looked good last year. I mean, it took Nazem Kadri is on fire, by the way. He actually oh is on fire, by the way. He's been lighting he it up. up. He's been lighting it up. Uh, can you imagine? You know what? Who thought that the whole entire Maple Leafs were holding that son of a bitch back? <laughs> I, I mean, I, didn't. I mean, that, that, whole, that, whole, that whole team is cursed. And, you know, I, I joke about that, but the best thing is if it does come down to a Boston-Colorado Stanley Cup, you know Kadri's going to be suspended for two or three games, so. <laughs> the, the, thing, the, thing with him, like, the thing with him is that I hope that he – if it's not Boston, I hope that he wins a cup just to spite Toronto. That would be great. Yeah. Just get Freedom Rock on the way out. Be like, trade me. That's fine. I'm still going to win one before Tavares does. Yo, honestly though, how big of a loss was that for Toronto? That trade, Tyson Berry looked has looked awful all year for them, and Kerfoot has it's not done a hell of a lot. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You just lost any grit that you had. I mean, in their defense, I know we're kind of taking a tangent from the original question, but in their defense, I I would also I would also do that trade again from Toronto. You need defense. Kadri always misses big games because he's always suspended. And my but, opinion, but uh, not Kad, I'm sorry, not Kadri. Um, Barry is more of an offensive defenseman, and yes, I feel like Kerfoot is a little long in the tooth. Right, but the thing is, you're paying Kadri so much money, and he misses the playoffs because he can't keep his emotions in check. So we thought until this year. This year, he's actually pretty good. My thing is, if he's gonna miss games anyways, you might as well trade him for something, and hopefully, you hit. You know, Tyson Barry ends up being, you know. Well, you guys think Chucky McAvoy is? I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't blame Toronto for trading him. It's a pretty good reason as to why you needed to trade him. You need more defense. It didn't really matter for Toronto anyway, so They needed whatever. some cap space too, I believe. Yeah. Although I, I don't think Kadri uh, was breaking the bank up there. It's the other three players, that top line. Uh, so let's go back to the brusque. I, I've noticed over the last couple of day, games, especially game four, where DeBrusque seems a lot more active. Um, and it's really, it goes back for me to the regular season. And I know that's like 17 years ago at this point. But I feel like since Kasha has been playing up there with as the other winger with DeBrusque, DeBrusque looks a lot more comfortable. He's playing looser than we've seen from him in the past. Um, Krejci really seems to trust Kasha, who seems to be just around the puck most of the time. Not really putting it in the net, but making plays that have led to some goals. Yeah, I've um, liked what I see from Kasha, by the way. Yeah, so, I mean, and I think I asked this question last week about, you know, what do we think Kasha is going to do to DeBrusque game? Do you feel like the pressure is just off of DeBrusque now that he – it looks like he has a solid winger over there as opposed to the slew of other wingers he's played with them in the last couple of years. I mean, so I think, I mean, if I were to predict, I would say that, you know, probably uh, in a big comeback, Kasha would allow DeBrus to take over and score two goals, potentially a game winner, if I were to predict it. Because he did that, it was supposed to be a joke. But no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no, I think he's taking some pressure off of DeBrusque. I do. 
he he kind of provides that Nathan Horton esque kind of player to Krejci. Like he's a little more physical, but can still put the puck in the net. Well, supposedly can. We haven't seen that yet, but allegedly, um, yeah, we're supposed he's supposed to be able to. But I mean, he's he seems to be helping, I guess, a little bit. I mean, he scored a couple goals. He's looked okay this series, though. I mean, better than not. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Honestly, I, I like Kasha there. He's come as advertised. Um, he's great with the puck. He definitely hounds the puck. Um, he works really hard in the corners. Um, he, he's he's uh, made some good plays defensively. Um, I love his speed. And I think that's honestly the thing that, uh, that I really like to see is I feel like a lot of the times the wings they've had um, weren't really skilled wingers. They may have had speed. Like Coleman, he has speed. But he doesn't have that playmaking vision or ability. And um, I think Kasha just brings that. I know he hasn't scored yet. I'm waiting for him to score. He needs to get that monkey off his back. Um, but let me tell you, like, especially DeBrus' uh, fourth goal, I think it was the other day. Wow, he that, what, what a pass that was right to him. Um, and then he made another slick feed to, uh, to DeBrus when he scored, um, I think maybe earlier on in uh, – no, that was against Washington in the exhibition games. But um, I really like him on that line. I think Krejci's happy, and I think that's why you've seen Krejci play so well. And just they complement each other's speeds. They can make plays. And I'm loving what I see from that line. Been the most consistent line so far. All right, Tyler, let's get your thoughts on the DeBrusque and Kasha connection. It's been pretty good. I, I really like uh, Kasha being with uh, DeBrusque. They're a really good line together. We've just seen that second line has been so consistent with points. I love what I've seen from them. And, uh, Pos- and just know that these, these current games they were in, Pasternak was not even around. Uh, game five, when Pasta and the Kings comes back in, we see a lot of points from uh, both lines. I, I, I really like what I see from the second line. I can't wait for more. Yeah, that's been that second line has been solid. I definitely feel, and it's been talked about a lot, how Krejci's been coming up. Um, one of the things that I would like to say in closing on this series is uh, I don't think Halak is really – He's been kind of iffy. Down up a couple soft goals. I think there's been a couple of times where in text messages, myself included, have blamed it like it was Rask, uh, which is something I don't do. I only do to joke with you guys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that the Bruins won. Uh, I know that they haven't even started playing their best hockey, and I look forward to the next series, which could be Tampa Bay, who closed out their series with Columbus today 4-1. Did anybody have any major surprises in that series? Yeah, I thought I thought Columbus was going to win. I did. Um, the way they played them in game one and then they won game two, I thought for sure they were actually going to go six or seven. I thought they had a shot to wear them down like the Blues did to us last year, and I thought they were going to win that series. So I'm actually shocked to end it in five the way it did. I thought I'd be a bit closer. I liked, I liked what I see from Columbus. They played really good. That guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois, Seth Jones, all really good players. I'm surprised Tampa Bay managed to beat them in five games. I thought, I thought, I thought it would be seven. And the more I saw from what I uh, from more I saw from those games, I, I was more leaning towards Tampa Bay. But I'm surprised it ended in five. Yeah, no, I I I, I totally agree. I, I thought series was going to go longer than that. Um, I, I think Columbus is a good team. I just don't think they have a lot of offense, to be honest with you. That's um, but honestly, the games were mostly decided by one goal. Um, I think they played Tampa hard, and all I have to say is is it was phenomenal to watch Hedman and Jones just on ups and ends of the ice, two premier defensemen. Um, and just, hey, if you're the Bruins, you better be watching what the head Columbus does to the Lightning to be sort of successful. I just, just real quick, I don't think they can do what Columbus did. They're just not built that way. True, but, oh, gosh, they got to pick up something for them. Very true. 
Yeah, I, I think what killed Columbus in this series was playing five games and then playing that five overtime game in game one and not winning. If they had won, I think they would have had a little bit more energy to, than just to win game two. Uh, I think, you know, they just expended so much energy in the five-game series and then immediately into that five-overtime game. So uh, moving on to the Capitals-Islanders series, uh, I was kind of surprised yet not surprised a little bit about the Caps uh, going down 3-0 uh, and then Ovechkin really putting the team on their back and on his back in game four. I personally think that the Islanders' best asset in this series is Trotz. Uh, Barry Trotz is the former coach of the Capitals. He brought them to the Stanley Cup, and I just think he has their number, and I'm, I'm almost surprised that he didn't sweep them. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you, Dave. Uh, Barry Trotz is a huge factor in the series. He knows the Capitals. He knows how they play. He knows his players, well, former players, and knows what they like to do. Um, but also, I think he just plays a really sound, sound, structured defensive hockey that uh, can frustrate a lot of teams. Uh, like the Capitals, so um, honestly, not really that surprised, um, and I expect them to come out of this, even though it may take five, six games. Tyler? Uh, yeah, as you said, um, the Islanders coach is definitely their best weapon against this Capitals. I definitely see Islanders winning in six. I do see the Capitals winning another game, and the Islanders will just wake the hell up and just say, time to end the Capitals once and for all. And they have so many good offensive uh, assets on that team. Yeah, they really both teams really have a good amount of uh, offensive weapons. Jimmy, do you yeah. what do you think? You think the Caps can pull this off? No, I don't. I I picked again. I, I think at the beginning of the series, I think I picked um, Islanders in five, which looks like it's going to be that. They're just they're a deeper team, as much as uh, top heavy, much like Pittsburgh. Uh, they're top heavy on the top part of their, their first second line. Their goaltending, their first defensive pairing are really good. But when you get down the meat potatoes of it, when you start going to your third, fourth line, and second and third defensive pairing, they're just not as good. And uh, Barry Trotz knows that team inside and out. He knows what Holby, he knows what how uh, Holby ticks. He knows how Ovechkin ticks. He knows how all those guys are. You want to cup with them, he knows how to actually win with those guys. So that means he knows how to, to lose, make those guys lose. I'm taking the Islanders still in five. Excellent. Uh, and then Philly-Montreal, uh, that's game five. The score is three to two in the third period right now. I I don't know if I would have put Corey Hart back-to-back -back games. I know that it's the playoff series and you're trying to shut it out. Uh, I don't think, I mean, now that it's really just Halak and not uh, no Rask, I would have, if it went to game six against Columbus, I guess I would have done the same thing. But they have a good backup in uh, Brian Elliott in Philadelphia. Jimmy, what do you what do you think about the strategy of just going for it? I mean, when when in the playoffs you, you go with one goalie. It's what it's what you do. Teams that go with multiple goalies are the teams that don't have a good starting goalie, aka um, like uh, the Hartford Whalers here that we just beat. They don't have a good starting goalie. They go with two average goalies and they lost in five games. So you go with your starter and you win and lose by them. They're down right now. I still I think they're going to come back. Um, I still, I still, even if they lose today, I still expect them to beat Montreal, even though I'm terrified of them. And I still expect to see Philly in the finals. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, honestly, like, I think the unsung hero here is definitely um, Carey Price. I mean, like, that guy's awesome. He's been playing out of his mind. And um, I think he's a big reason why the um, Canadians ha even have a, a chance in hell of being the Flyers. But honestly, at the end of the day, the Flyers are just being built so well. Um, they're a young team, but they're like, let, let me tell you, they've really done a good job building them. 
themselves, and um, I, I expect them to take this series, and they'll honestly probably be one of the teams in the finals for sure. Well, Dan Tyler, is it past your bedtime? Uh, <laughs> no, I got my, my connection again. I got you. Um, yeah, I have Philly winning this series in the next game. Uh, this is going to be a, this has been a pretty intense series as of late, as from what I've seen. The, the young players they have in the team is very good. They've been really efficient. You got guys like Voracek, Giroux, and they got the other young players in the team. I don't think Montreal can really catch up with these guys. If they do, that's pretty damn good. But we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think this uh, – I thought this series might be a little bit better. I definitely feel like Philly is going to pull it off in the end. And I think, like I said, they still got some time left in this one, about Actually, 10 minutes I, or so. I said they come, they're going to come back and win this game. The series will be over tonight. Price hasn't won a cup, right? So uh, my thought on that is, is Carey Price a Hall of Famer without a cup? Yeah. If the Montreal Canadiens win this cup, he'll be a constant uh, candidate for sure. But let's see what, happen- let's see what happens. If you're, a goalie, if you're a goalie in Montreal and you don't win a cup, you're not a Hall of Famer. I mean, if you're a goalie in Montreal and you don't win a cup, you're, you know, shipped off you're to Boston. You're a loser. <laughs> yeah, if you, you, you just forget about you, right? <laughs> All right, moving on. I want to watch some uh, stuff in the strip club in Disneyland. <laughs> it's the big castle. Don't forget. Tell them Jimmy Shea sent you. All right, moving out west. Uh, Colorado beat Arizona today, uh, seven to one. They beat them seven to one in Game Four as well. Um, I don't think anybody was really surprised about this series at all. I, I think we all had the Avalanche winning. Um, uh, Phil Kessel, really not much of a factor. T- Taylor Hall, really not much of a factor. I, I think, uh, and Justin, I'll start with you on this one. I think it was Kepler that uh, was the factor that actually kept the Avalanche, the Coyotes, excuse me, in this game, in this series. I'm sorry, Dave, who was it? Who would you say? The Darcy Kepner. Oh, Kepner, yeah. I mean, honestly, I did definitely. And uh, uh, I, I, I Honestly, forgot about him too, but also Clayton Keller. He's um he's definitely like the real deal. Uh, I feel bad for him. It's kind of wrong right in Arizona. I mean, like, oh my gosh, like talk about a, a bunch of guys. They just don't seem like they have an identity. They just don't seem like they really play for anything. Um, so they, they just the Coyotes like again they they just kind of like look lost. Um, so I was not surprised at all. Co- uh, Colorado, wow, did they ever look good? They just kind of beat the hell out. Yeah, old friend Nazem Kadri. The only way he's gonna make it to a Cup final is not being on Toronto. Uh, Tyler, what do you what do you think about Arizona? You think they they got a shot in the next couple of years? No, they need to rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel like they've been a constant rebuild. But uh, do you see anything from them in this series that you could build off of? I I would keep Clayton Keller and just try and rebuild that team around him. He's definitely a future. future Really good player. Uh, we can see. Uh, yeah, they got their asses whooped in Colorado by Colorado, and they need to learn from that. So, Dave, you're shocked that a team led by Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall got uh, lost in five games to Colorado. Is that what you said? Uh, if I did, I misspoke. No, I, I didn't think it was any big surprise for any of us. I was, I was surprised that they even went to five games. They should have been swept. If it should have been a sweep, if you're led by that with no goalie, I mean, come on. I mean, I'm. They're like Colorado's my cup winner this year. So I mean, 
Uh, I think they're just going to keep rolling through everybody besides Dallas. If they, if they face Dallas, I think they are going to lose to Dallas. That's fair. Uh, Vegas, Chicago wrapped up last night. Vegas uh, winning the series four to one. You know, I, I feel like I another series nobody was really too surprised about. Uh, I don't think anybody picked this one as for Chicago, right? Not even uh, Jimmy, right? Not even me. It, and it's weird. Chicago is a weird team for me because I always, in the back of my mind, there's still the Chicago Blackhawks and they're they're just good and. They're not though. They're just. I watched uh, two of their games in the series and I'm watching. Like this is not the Chicago team I know. This is like watching the Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> it's it's not a good team. <laughs> so no, I, I'm I'm not shocked. I'm, sh- I'm shocked they actually won a game. Let's be honest. But no, I'm not shocked that they lost. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Golden Knights defeated the Blackhawks. Uh, the Blackhawks was pretty fine with Jonathan Taze, who was really doing well with the the points he created. Uh, I think the Golden Knights is the better team. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think Vegas has done a great job with the with the product they've really developed. I mean, they, they have some big, heavy, talented guys. Uh, Mark Stone has definitely been a difference maker for them. Um, and I think just the Blackhawks are in the mid, uh, middle of a rebuild. Uh, the defense is old, worn down. Um, they don't have, like, a lot of, like, crazy good forwards, noticeable forwards outside of Taves and Kane and Dabrinkit. Um, and you can maybe even throw that other guy out. Cole Blinak or, or whatever I forget his name. But they're just they're, they're kind of like, you know, rebuilding right now. So not no surprise there. Yeah, for, for me, I, I just think it's gotten to the age with um, Chicago. I, I'm not even bitter about 2013 anymore. But Corey Crawford is just, you know, they, they traded – they kept the wrong goaltender uh, at the trade deadline. Uh, Jimmy, I know we've talked about this in the past. No, I just it, he's passed it, and it. I think it was time to move on from him, and they just they chose they chose poorly. Dallas Calgary, uh, Dallas is up three to two in this series. Uh, it's been pretty back and forth on this one. Um, Pavelski had a hat trick, finishing the game in overtime the other night. Uh, Justin, what what are your thoughts on this series so far? You know what? I, I was definitely a little surprised for sure. I thought Calgary was. Um, going to come out of this uh, on top. Uh, but honestly, Dallas has shown some life, and I think um, they, uh, much like the Bruins, um, I, I, they kind of have some washed-up guys there, but they have guys who have been there, done that, been the conference finals, been the Stanley Cup finals. They, uh, they know how to win in situations like these. And I just think you can't just – you can't underestimate that experience level, really. Um, and so I just think that's kind of like what's shining through there for the Dallas Stars, for sure. Uh, it's been a really close series, but I'm pretty surprised that Dallas has been able, able to pull off uh, three wins. From what I've seen, Joe Pavelski has been going off with the Dallas Stars as of late. One of the most important things that happened with Calgary is they lost Matty Kachuk during game two, which is very unfortunate. He was probably the, like, their, biggest, uh, their biggest threat for Dallas, and they lost him in game two, which is unfortunate. But I do see Dallas winning this in six games. I think Calgary wins the next game, but then whoever plays better in Game Seven wins the series. And that, no, it's, and that was a cliche. Such a but, cop out, but I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I, 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 I think Calgary win the series, but I don't feel confident. They keep blowing leads, and but it's hard for me to get behind a team. I keep calling them the Island of Misfit Toys. You have uh, Tyler Sagan, Corey Perry, Ben Bishop, Hudobin, Pavelski. You have all these guys who just crapped out on their own. I think the only one who actually won a cup there was Corey Perry. Well, I guess t- I guess technically Tyler Sagan has a cup too, technically. Um, yeah, but it's not a technical. He actually won a cup. He has much of a cup. <laughs> yeah, 
Dallas does. I don't think he played in the finals. They locked him in. His, they locked him in his uh, hotel room half the series. But yeah, he won the cup. <laughs> he, he was actually he was actually in the bubble before it was called the bubble. Um, some would say. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. It, it, it just. <laughs> It's just hard. To, it's hard to say um, that a team like that's going to beat the Flames, but it looks like it's going to happen. But I'm still sticking with the Flames. Yeah, I picked the Flames to start. I'm, I'm just, I'm getting wishy-washy after watching some of this series. I just, it, the goaltending up there isn't doing it. I just, I don't know. Not Calgary's year, uh, but I, I see what you're saying about the Island of Misfit Toys. Uh, let's. Close it up with the St. Louis Blues and the Vancouver Canucks. This is another series that I, I feel the Blues are taking over um, with their physicality and their experience. Um, Tyler? Uh, I have the Blues winning this series. Um, you know, I thought the Canucks would be able to actually pull this one off in the first round, but, you know, the, the Blues just seem to learn from, like, those big losses they get. We saw those in the Bruins finals. They just they just seem to learn from those, that big loss they had in the first game. And now I don't, I don't know if this Vancouver team can really pick up with a really intense physical St. Louis team. I want, I want to say to me uh, the blue. I want to say it's gonna be Vancouver to win. It's probably not though. They're just they're a couple years away. Um, they're they're gonna be there. They have really good young talent with uh, Quinn Hughes and uh, Horvat, who I always forget who's up there. They're they, and I guess old friend Louis Erickson's there. They they, they got a really good team there. They're. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of their hockey. It's on super late. I have to be up early for work, so you know, shame on me. Um, I should just man up and actually watch the games, but I don't. Um, so, but I am. I am picking. Sadly, the Blues. I'm hoping I'm wrong because I'm going to be in St. Louis next week, and I hope I watch them lose. And I see those cries and be like, "Hey, I know those because that's going to be me next week when they lose to the Lightning." <laughs> <laughs> Justin, close us up on this series. <laughs> No, because no, I, I agree with uh, everything everything's been said. Um, I, I just think uh, I, I like I like the Canucks. I, I like what they're kind of like starting to build and put around uh, and put together. Uh, I mean, Pedersen, uh, Brock Brosser, uh, Quinn Hughes. Uh, I, I really like what they have going there. But I just think uh, Vancouver, uh, excuse me, uh, St. Louis is really starting to turn it on, and uh, you're really starting to see that big heavy game wear down on a fast young um, kind of like not big team like um, Vancouver. So I just think, again, their physicality is going to come through. Tarasenko's a big loss, but, you know, you got a lot of guys who went to the cup last year and won it, know what it takes. So I, I, I just see them winning this series. Yeah, definitely. They're going to they're gonna end up closing this one out in the next two games, I think. I don't think it's going to. Hold on. So are we all going uh, St. Louis then? Yeah, I think like... we're all going St. Louis. Yeah. All right, then give me the Canucks. <laughs> hey Jimmy, I'm so Jimmy, on your Panthers. Jimmy, you're supposed to be the contrarian before, not after. Why? Well, you know what? What can I say? We're not all perfect for radio, right? Uh, I don't know. You're pretty perfect, if you ask me. Thanks, man. All <laughs> right, that's gonna do it for this week. Boston is moving on to the second round of the playoffs for the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez, and I'm Tyler Skills. And we'd like to thank Jimmy Shea and Justin Ventola for joining us again, and we will talk to you next week. I can't believe I'm a fucking donkey. <laughs> well, I, I can believe I'm a donkey. I just...
They have a minute and 49 seconds now and a fresh sheet of ice. Marshawn right on and baseball bat at home. Charlie Coyle on the follow-up. It's a power play goal. Boston breaks the ice. Charlie Coyle back the other way, two on one. Short-handed with Corrali. He'll delay his shot. He scores! And maybe a tip from Sean Corrali on the way through. It's a short-handed goal, and the Bruins are up by two. It's David Krejci. 35 seconds left. Lead pass. Marshawn ahead of the pack. He'll put it away. Brad Marshawn gets the goal. 30.9 seconds left. Three to one. Boston. Strip clubs in Disneyland. Just the straight-ahead speed and the quickness of Jake DeBrusque allows him to make this play. A burst of speed gets beyond Flurry, gets to the puck before Reimer can get out there. It's just a chip and chase, a self-pass. That's a thing of beauty by Jake DeBrusque. Nordstrom to the Clifton, he scores! Cliffy Hockey is back, and it's 2-2! Off the wall to find Marshawn up at the offensive blue line, and Marshawn shows you his goal-scoring touch. Grizzlick on the go. Rolls it down the boards. Martin Nechas cut off by DeBrusque. Krejci, low for Kasha to DeBrusque, and it's 4-2! A goal-scoring explosion for Boston in the third period. All right, guys, I swear I recorded it this time. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce Cassidy opts to go with Pasenak back in the in the uh, lineup to keep David Krejci up there with that group. But it's Krejci that's going to bury the loose puck. It's the leg of David Pasenak at the top of the blue paint. There's no contact with the goaltender. It's just a battle in front. The puck just comes to Krejci. Almost accidentally just kind of swipes at it and goes in. Empty net. Ten seconds to go in the period. Krejci, Pasternak, the wrist shot. Goes wide. Four seconds. And Bergeron makes Morozik pay. Morozik took a nap. Three and a half seconds to go in the second. And the Bruins, ba-boom. Forty-seven for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Yeah.